Hey, Life Completers, hope you're doing well. Joe Polino here, and I'm sending you this recording uh, to recap the Life Completer vision meeting that we had on Sunday, February 12th. I know not everyone could be there, um, so but for those of you who even were there, this will be a, a recap to help you remember things that were said. Um, unfortunately, the only thing you will not get is uh, Amy let out a part in the meeting of sharing testimonies and I always say where Amy is involved, things get better. And so she's not on this recording. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm just excited for both Amy and I to continue to work together and lead uh, church and life groups and staff in different ways. So um want to go ahead and jump in and share. This is going to be me walking through the Life Group Leader vision meeting document to help you understand as a Life Group Leader, hey, what's our church-wide vision? What, how does this impact life groups? And then what do I need to know? And so um, I just want to say on the front end, uh, I am so thankful for you. And just even just thinking about this past year, just have been unbelievably impressed and humbled at the way that many of you as life group leaders have just chosen to persevere, chosen to say yes to Jesus, and even chosen to um, to continue like leading life group in really difficult seasons. And I just want to say thank you. And I just want to say the Lord sees you. And, and that scripture where it says in 1 Peter 5, where he's encouraging us to follow the chief, the chief shepherd, Jesus, and we're under shepherds, and that there's a crown of glory in, in, in store for us. To, to There's a reward for those who would shepherd God's flock in a way where they're not doing it for selfish game. They're, they're doing it willingly. And so I just want to say thank you guys, and it matters. It matters a ton, and uh, I'm just so, so thankful for y'all. Uh, also just want to say, man, God's at work in our church. Um, he's always at work, but I just think in this season of the 21 days of prayer and fasting, God did just deep heart surgery in a lot of people. And there are just testimonies that were shared at the meeting that were just uh, really encouraging of different, just different ways. Some of financial provision happening within their life group, some of people who are in a married couple coming forward and sharing vulnerably their struggling in marriage and even the words divorce and things are starting to pop up in their mind and they were able to to share that, bring it into the light and be met with grace and encouragement and being pointed back to Jesus. Um, there's just people who God's moving in their hearts to be ministers of reconciliation, even in their own family, one member reaching out to his dad. So there's just, man, God, God's doing just so many things. And so I just want us to be encouraged that Man, he is at work. He's at work in your life groups, and he is the leader uh, of our church. He's the good shepherd. Let's continue to be under shepherds under him. So I'm excited for where he's leading us as a church this year, just in praying for um, for vision, praying, God, what do you have? Uh, this prayer um, is going to be our 2023 prayer as a church, just as a staff. This is what we feel resonated uh, as an overseer team. It is this prayer of God, would you make us one? Make us one. And it comes from Jesus' prayer in John 17, 20-23. And to paraphrase that scripture, I'm going to unpack that scripture more in Vision Sunday Part 2. But to paraphrase, it's this prayer of God, make us one with you. Make us one with one another so the world would know who Jesus is. So I'll say that again. God, would you make us one with you? 
make us one with one another so the world would know who Jesus is. And again, this is Jesus praying for us. Like this is Jesus praying for you and for me. He's praying for all believers who would come to believe in his message. This is his prayer for us, that we would be one with him, one with one another, so the world would know that the Father sent Jesus. So it's awesome. So how do we grow in oneness with God, oneness with one another, and see others know Jesus? How do we do this? Well, one of the ways that we're going to do this is as a church, we're going to walk through the book of Ephesians this year. I'm very excited about this because Ephesians, a huge theme all throughout is unity. And it talks about what we have in Christ. It talks about how we're how we are a new creation in Christ, but also talks about how we're connected together as the body of Christ, uh, a communion with the saints, and then partnership on God's mission. So I am so excited to get to walk with the church through that and life groups, and we're going to talk about how that's all connected. So how does this impact you as life group leaders? This is where I really want to focus in on for the rest of this recording and where I focused in on uh, during the meeting. Uh, we, in just praying through what does this mean for life groups, had two main things that we want to grow in and then and focus on, on this theme of becoming one with the Lord, one with one another, so that the world would see Jesus. What does this look like for us? Uh, for us, it's number one, we want to look at how are we shepherding our life group leaders well. How are we shepherding you as life group leaders well? That's number one. And then number two is aligning more of what we do on Sundays to life group and to day-to-day life. So the first one, shepherding life group leaders well, uh, I want to talk about that. Um, 2 Timothy 2.2 is a really key verse for, for us in this area of how are we discipling people, how are we investing in people. In 2 Timothy 2.2, Paul, the Apostle Paul, is writing to Timothy, who's a, a spiritual son in the Lord, but he's also a church leader. And this is Paul's instructions to him. Paul says, In the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. In the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. So in this scripture, which I know many of you are very familiar with, just as a reminder, this is the Apostle Paul giving Timothy instructions of how to build the church. And it's straight from the teachings of Jesus and the life of Jesus and how he modeled it is that Jesus, uh, in God's wisdom, I I would not think to do it this way. it, It truly is God's wisdom is that he came as a man, and he invested in 12 other men, and he also had a group of 72 other discipleship community that would follow him, and he sent them out. And so as you read the Gospels, you see, okay, there's these 12 men, and then there's these women with him, and but he invested in a few. And then he entrusted them with his message, sent the Holy Spirit, and gave him, gave them his authority and said, go and make disciples of all nations. And so what they have received, they're passing on to others and they're teaching them to follow Jesus and to pass this on to others. That is essentially why we are here today as the church. And so how are we, how are we doing this in our church? What does this look like for us to continue on this second Timothy two, two model? 
how do we shepherd and disciple our life group leaders? Well, um, well, for us in 2023, here is the way that we want to lead out in investing in you as life group leaders. We want to use our pastoral staff to cover and invest in life group leaders by having them play the role of a section leader. I'm going to say that again. In 2023, we want to use our pastoral staff to cover and invest in life group leaders by having them play the role of section leaders. If you've been in Antioch Church before, you're probably familiar with section leading. If you have not, I'm going to describe what a section is and what a section leader is. Pretty simply, a section is a group of life groups that are gathered together by either stage of life or geography, and you become a section in order to create organization around, okay, who's being covered by who? And so that's just simply what a section is. And then a section leader is a leader who helps shepherd and disciple the life group leaders in that section that they're overseeing. So I hope that's clear. I think you guys track with me. But here's the biggest question <laughs> is that if you've also been to other Enoch churches, you know this is done in a lot of different ways. And so we're not saying this is the way or the right way. We feel like this is a way that we can move forward and grow. What do section leaders do in uh, the spring? So how, what are section leaders doing? Well, there's three things that we want our section leaders to do, which in this case is going to be our pastoral staff. We want them to gather in God's presence. So they're going to invite what you're going to be reached out to by one of the pastoral staff and invited to a monthly gathering with other life group leaders. And in this gathering, the goal is we want to get in the presence of God and we want to build each other up. So that might look different from group to group. It could be spending time in God's word. It could be spending time in worship. It could be spending time just sharing testimonies or all the above. But the point is, is that that pastoral staff, that section leader is the one leading the meeting. So you're coming in to receive and to give, you know, but you're, you're being led and you're being poured into. So that's number one, gathering God's presence, a monthly gathering. And I know that some of y'all are like, this is awesome. Some might feel, hey, I don't know if I have the bandwidth for another meeting. We just want to open up a conversation as, if that's you. If like, hey, I don't know if I can attend. We totally understand. But what I would say is we want these times to be ones that you circle on your calendar because it's going to be an input into you and not a withdrawal. So gathering God's presence with a monthly gathering, that's number one. Number two is care. We want you to know that your section leader is a place for you to go when you need help, prayer, or assistance. So we want you to have a clear place of care. So that would be your pastoral staff person or the section leader that's over um, over your, your life group. And then lastly, uh, we want these section leaders, pastoral staff, to call up, to call up and celebrate places where they see 2 Timothy 2.2 being lived out in your life group. So where they are calling, where, where you or other life group members or life group leaders are calling up life group members to take a step of faith with Christ or to be more involved with life group. We just want this to be encouraged and celebrated in the groups. So what do section leaders do? We're going to gather in God's presence. They're going to care for life group leaders and they're going to call up. So that's the main goal for this spring. We just have realized that this is the biggest area of need to create unity and structure 
so that you as life group leaders don't feel like you're on an island or alone, but you are connected to us as the pastoral staff, but also connected to other life group leaders and getting to rub shoulders and share what God's doing. So practically, what is the action step? Well, in the month of February, a pastor will reach out to you and invite you to a monthly section gathering with other leaders. So these groups will be men and women, mainly that is uh, because of allowing spouses to stay home if with kids, a family, but there also is just a dynamic right now. I feel like the Lord's highlighting just dividing them in that way, as opposed to meeting all together. And so in the next month, a pastor will be reaching out to you, inviting you to a monthly section gathering with other leaders. That will be uh, a men's group or a women's group. So what that could look like for me is that if I'm reaching out to say, uh, the young adult men and maybe a few young adult um, newlywed men to, hey, I'm going to be your section leader this spring. Come over to my house. We're going to get in the presence of God and we're going to start to get to know each other and we're going to talk about what God's doing in life groups. That's going to be what it looks like. Super excited about that. So that's the biggest thing, honestly, to share with you guys. The other thing of aligning more of what we do on Sundays to life group to day to day, I just think is I've heard from many of y'all just craving more equipping, craving more teaching. And so um, here's how we want to see that happen uh, this spring is that when we've done things like the 21 days of prayer and fasting, where we've seen Sunday mornings and what we do in life groups and what we're praying in our day-to-day life all align, that there is power and there is transformation that that happens. And so we just see that these are rhythms in our year of like when we do January, 21 days of prayer and fasting, man, there is just something that gets into our culture and into our church culture. That's like, oh, I can't wait for that next January. Well, we think that there's other opportunities to do things like that at other points in the year. So what we are going to try this year is that there are going to be times where life groups and Sundays sync up together. So we've already done 21 days of prayer and fasting in January and early February. That's going to continue to be a place where life groups and Sundays sync up. This other place is that in in the spring, after Easter and early May, we're going to do another, we're calling it a spring practice to practice the way of Jesus. There's going to be a place where we're going to come together and we're going to learn how are we putting into practice what we're learning in Ephesians. More than likely, that's going to be a practice on prayer or how we have union with God. But the point is, is that we will provide leadership and a guide and we're going to actually spend time about four to five weeks from Sunday morning and life groups up until we break for the summer of growing in a practice of prayer or growing in something we're actually trying things and we are sharing as a whole church. Hey, what are you learning in life group? Here's what we learned from Sunday and syncing up. Okay. And then the fall, when we come back from our summer break, we want to continue to do this again. So we're at that point, we're going to be in Ephesians chapter four or so. And this is just gold of how do we actually be communion of the saints How do we actually relate to one another well? How do we forgive? How do we bear with one another? How do we, you know, be eager to maintain the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace? So that'll be a fall practice focused on probably relational values. So that'll be in the fall. 
So excited for that. What are, what are other opportunities for alignment? Well, I want to continue to look for ways to give you just little uh, equippings or little things that are um, simple but might be a help to you. So like, for example, Macy and her team work really hard on Sunday mornings with kids ministry in elementary school to provide curriculum. And so we want to make that curriculum available to you guys so that in your life groups, if in your family life groups, that when you have your all together life group, you can actually reinforce what they're learning on Sunday. And so we want to start sending that to you guys just as a resource for family life groups. Um, another, uh, um, I, I always, I don't know what's helpful. So these meetings is just really helpful to ask the question, who would like discussion guides from the sermons? And it was probably like 75% of the people said that they would like that. So I was, I was surprised by that. So what is going to happen is either the slides from whoever's preaching will be presented or there'd be, we, we want to work on, Hey, what's the rhythm that we can sustain as a staff, but we just want to lean into those things more. So if you have other ideas, please share those with us. So that's, that's the aligning more of what we do on Sundays to life group to day day life. Um, we're going to just continue to look to Jesus and say, would you teach us how to do this well? But those are some steps that I think are going to be really good. And then lastly, what is staying the same? We are going to continue this spring to do the life group rhythms we've been doing of having that week one be focused on prayer, devoted to prayer from that Acts 2, 42 verse that they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching, to the fellowship, breaking of bread and the prayer. So week one will be, we want to start with prayer. Week two is discipleship groups. Week three is the family meal. And week four is the discipleship group. And so these are just the values we want to get in into our DNA, into our culture of that Acts 2, 42 through 47 group. I know some people do the rhythms, rhythms a little bit differently, but just want to say that's not changing uh, this spring. The other thing that's not changing is that we're using core and discipleship groups. Just want to emphasize we're not moving away from that. If you have questions about that, would love to uh, talk with you about that. And then lastly, just administratively, we are continuing continuing to use planning center groups. So if you could help us just by taking attendance and keeping your roster in order, that's a way that we can be unified and shepherd well. Um, it's really simple. If you put in the events of like when you're having life group, the software will send you a, hey, take attendance and you can just do it right there on your phone. So that's what we went through in life group vision meeting. I know that was a lot, but I hope this is helpful to walk through and have this as a recording. Again, in the next month, you'll be reached out to by a pastoral staff and invited to a, uh, a gathering uh, of other life group leaders in your section, and that's going to be monthly. So those will be other touch points for you to be able to you know, just have a place to go to share what God's doing, but also to ask questions and for us to continue to grow in union with God, communion with the saints in partnership on God's mission together. Excited, love y'all, and looking forward to what God has in store for us.